Welcome in one. Welcome in all. We are glad to have you. We are broadcasting live the Bill Michaels Show today. We were at Franklin Field on Wednesday, uh, Packers training camp yesterday, Road America today at beautiful Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. And uh, you've got the Xfinity Series that's rolling into town, the Porsche Carrera Cup qualifying is going on right now you've got imsa you got all kinds of stuff running around through here uh right now and uh, good stuff today the track went hot it took a little while today it, uh, normally every morning at 7 30 they wake you up and you hear over the pa system throughout the entire uh, you know site oh good morning road america race fans and this morning uh, they gave us a little time till nine because of the storms that rolled through here last night and it took a little while to get the track dry it took a little while to get some of the some of the gunk off the track from last night kind of the the gully washers that rolled through here and uh, so everybody just got a little bit of a later start today which is fine that's expected after uh, the kind of weather that went through here but today it's beautiful i uh, got a you know few clouds floating through and a lot of blue sky off in the distance and good stuff so a lot of fun here today meanwhile you got day three packers practice you heard matt lafleur there in the first hour and he addressed some things about jordan love you know just kind of getting him you know into a rhythm and he talked a lot about rhythm talked a lot about you know the offensive line play and knowing the calls and you know um you know some of the criticism i think that is heaped upon jordan love at this point might be a little unwarranted only for the fact that we are so used to a certain level of play it's almost unfair via comparison but that's the bar that's that's the bar that's been set for quarterback play and expectation and such in green bay so anyway it'll come uh how well it'll come i don't know we'll wait and see but hopefully uh hopefully the packers and jordan love are able to figure it out sooner rather than later and it's a successful season and you know, a lot of the uh, the eyebrows that are raised right now tend to slowly fade back downward as time goes on. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, you got the Brewers tonight over in the ATL. You got them taking on the Atlanta Braves. Cincinnati's out in L.A. And the Brewers schedule after this stint in uh, Atlanta uh, gets a little easier. I know there's some of you that tend to, uh, you know, subscribe to the theory that the Brewers will play down to the competition. So nothing is a gimme. And I agree with that. In baseball, nothing's a gimme. But uh, when it comes to some of the stiffer ends of competition, I mean, go back to June 17th, a stretch from June 17th until today, the Brewers have only lost one series, and that was to the Atlanta Braves. So from June 17th until today, the Brewers have lost one series. So they're playing really good baseball, and all, you know, at this point in time, you know, even if you play 500, you're still approaching the high 80s uh, to 90 win mark, which for most of us, we believe that's going to win you the division anyway. But I, I think the the Brewers, it's not that they have to coast, but if they just keep playing this consistent level of ball, getting good pitching, good defense, occasional hits that are going to play them enough runs to eke out wins, that this team, by the time it's all said and done, should be able to win the division and then maybe make a move in the next few Because right now we're just kind of holding our breath, right? We're just sitting here waiting. I mean, today is uh, J- July 28th. You've got what? Today and then three more days going into the 1st of August for the trade deadline. And so, you know, four days, four and a half days, I guess, to make a move, to get something done. 
So we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, kind of kind of crossing our fingers right now that the uh, the Brewers are able to get themselves a bat or two. You get some of this pitching back from the I.L. And who knows what can happen as the season uh, gets a uh, season schedule gets a little bit easier uh, today. Packers, uh, Jonathan Garvin, if you if you follow the Green Bay Packers on Twitter uh, or on Instagram or what have you. They send out a happy birthday wish to Jonathan Garvin. Jonathan Garvin today, having a birthday. And then he gets called to Gutekind's office and gets cut. <laughs> Just, that's cold, man. That's cold. Hey, happy birthday. Here's a candle. Go blow it out somewhere else. <laughs> man, that's cold. 877-867-1670. You want to find us, that's the phone number to do so. You can also track us down over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Uh, you can find Grant pro- uh, producing a program today, at Grant uh, Bills uh, over on Twitter, Wisco Grant, at Wisco Grant. Also, you can uh, track us down uh, in many different facets. You can find us on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. Th- same thing on Twitch TV, on Kick TV. Find us on Instagram, The Bill Michael Show on Instagram, The Bill Michael Show over on Facebook as well. So plenty of ways to stay in touch with the program. Um, this way, <laughs> this is from Tim. Tim says, uh, are people really starting to criticize Jordan Love after only a couple of practices? Oh, my God. I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, are you kidding me? Uh, it took Aaron Rodgers a long time before people started to really believe in him. Tim The criticism in the oh, my God comment is warranted. What you say after that is erroneous. Did Aaron Rodgers have a few flaws and or he wasn't perfect? Yeah. But you could tell Aaron Rodgers was a man. You could tell. You could tell when Favre was still there, he was a man. He used to push Favre hard, hard. Yesterday, a couple of highlights from Jordan Love on rollouts. He was dropping it in the bucket. That net drill that they have where they have different holes in the nets, big hole, smaller hole, smallest hole, and he's rolling out and he's he's popping it into the baskets in the net. Okay. You know, a couple of highlights, a couple of good things, a couple of accurate moves. I'll give him that. But, no, you knew when you looked at Aaron Rodgers, you knew, first of all, you knew how smart he was. That, that's first and foremost. Secondly, when Rodgers was in practice going back to when even Favre was there, you knew. You knew Rodgers was going to be something. And the biggest question was, would if Favre would have said, I'm coming back, would Ted Thompson have let, had let Rodgers go and traded him for something more? Or would Ted Thompson have said, no, Brett, we're going to go ahead and cut you? I still would have... Benny, I don't want to say I wanted to see that happen. I, want, I wanted to see how that all would have played out because I'm sure Ted was sweating. When Brett was hemming and hawing about coming back, uh, I'm sure Ted was sweating because had Brett come back, there was a real good chance. I mean, monetarily and such and contractually, they could have hung on to Rodgers for yet another year, but by then he's pissed off. We all know that and what they would have ended up doing. But, yeah, that was uh, – Ted was probably sitting in the condo somewhere just sweating profusely, waiting for Favre to go, well, I'm, I'm going to retire then. And they, I mean, I don't even think Brett had the word, the full word retire out of his mouth, and they were going, okay, here's your locker. Talk to you later. <laughs> because they knew they had a very tough decision to make. 
877-867-1670. So is the uh, criticism of Jordan Love already warranted? Is all of that warranted? We were talking about that in the first hour. Should that even be something? We're going to hear from Luke Musgrave coming up here in the next segment, as a matter of fact. And also today, uh, we're going to hear from Preston Smith. Uh, I, I find this uh, unbelievably interesting uh, with Preston Smith. And and another aspect of this, going to hear some uh, from Barry Alvarez, Brett Bielema, all talking about Jim Leonard. I want to get into that today as well, coming out of uh, the Big Ten Media Day. Oh, we were, we've had it covered. All over the state and well beyond the borders, we've had it all covered. So I want to get your opinion on all of this. Uh, this one coming to us uh, over on the live stream, uh, this is Marcus who says, uh, Jordan Love just needs to become his own quarterback. It'll happen over time. People cannot compare him to Aaron Rodgers. That, that I agree with. You, you, it, it's unfortunate. I agree with you. This is what I was saying earlier. And this is coming from me, somebody who's been relatively critical of the pick of Jordan Love. And the timing of the pick of Jordan Love and trading up to get Jordan Love. I, I've been critical of it. But right now, I'm like, look, again, you're comparing him to two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yes, that's where the level of play is expected to be in Green Bay. But come on, man. You can't expect it back to back to back like that. You can't look at him and go, well, you got to be Aaron Rodgers. you got to deliver the ball on a dime. you got to put it in a window. you got to be able to, you know, understand and see every nuance of everything coming at you like the Matrix, like Rodgers did. You're going you're gonna to see a diminishment in play. You just are, and you have to expect it. What you're hoping for is, one, that any mistake he learns from, and, two, it's not frequent. You don't want to have Jay Cutler. Good quarterback, good arm, deep ball, all that kind of stuff, but is always going to throw three. Whether or not you catch him is up to you, but he's always going to throw three. Right? You don't want that version. So, anyway, that being said, uh, I think early on criticism not necessarily warranted. So we shall see what transpires today. We will be watching for sure as well uh, all throughout the day of all the different comments flying via Twitter uh, about Jordan Love and the play and such in camp thus far. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, Jennifer writes, I was there yesterday. I enjoyed my day in Green Bay. Had never been to Packers training camp before. I thought Jordan Love looked okay. A lot of people criticizing him around me, and I just rolled my eyes because he was still making passes. Guys were catching them. It seemed to be on the money. I don't know what the big deal is. Julie's, uh, Julie's perspective. And, again, I, I saw some. I didn't see every play, but I saw some. I didn't see terrible play, not to the level of criticism. What I mean, I saw a miss. I saw a miss to Christian Watson. I saw the one that was tipped by Jair that Devondre, Devondre Campbell ended up intercepting. I saw that. Yeah, that wasn't a great pass. He tried to, But uh, this is the other thing. You're, you're also, remember, Matt LaFleur said this. He, he wants him to make some mistakes. Because you'd rather make them now trying to do too much or trying to do something that you're not quite sure if you can do, do them now and learn from them, than, than, than start doing them in the regular season. And that's another point, too. A very good point, by the way. That's another point. 877-867-1670. When we come back, let's do this. When we come back, we're going to, uh, we're going to listen to uh, the new tight end, Luke Musgrave. Going to hear from him. 
coming up in just a little bit. Also, when we come back, i uh, going to hear from Preston Smith later on today, Barry Alvarez and Brent Bielema talking about Jim Leonard and, and such. So got all that coming up. We also have uh, some Jordan Love and Jaden Reed uh, to listen to. So we got a lot. Got a lot going on today. We're going to have some of the drivers are going to swing by the last hour of the program today. We're going to have a couple of drivers. Going to have Mike Clemens. Oh, we're loaded, loaded today at Road America where they are ripping and roaring right now. The Porsche Carrera Cup qualifying continuing on. You got the Xfinity Series, the uh, the, the NASCAR Series going to hit the track later on this afternoon. Beautiful weather expected tomorrow for the race. Supposed to be in the low to mid 80s. It's going to be sunny. It's going to be nice. And it's going to be uh, starting at 2 o'clock. going to be fast and furious. So come on out. Tickets still available. Go to roadamerica.com. That is roadamerica.com. And later on today, we're going to talk to Josh Balicki from right here in Wisconsin, one of the Xfinity drivers as well. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Four Seasons Island Resort. Get a hold of Earl Barb uh, up at Four Seasons. And I've been talking about this place for a long time. I love it. It's right in the middle of the uh, Muscana River on the island. And the, the ATV and UTV uh, uh, tracks are open. Uh, the paths are open. They've got pontoon rentals. They've got fishing. They've got golfing on the nine-hole executive or over at Pine Mountain Resort where Timberstone, that's a course. That's a, a hidden gem in the state of Wisconsin as well. I highly recommend if you're a golfer and you're looking for a weekend getaway, go there. You can even go to the Four Seasons Island Resort, play the nine-hole, get your game ready, and then go to Timberstone because that place is gorgeous. Beautiful, beautiful scenic course up in uh, the UP. But whatever, you can't go wrong when you call up there and you get a hold of Barb and say, uh, heard it on the Bill Michael Show, because also you get 15% off your stay. It's that simple. Good stuff from our friends at the Four Seasons Island Resort. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show we uh, continue on good to have you today we are uh, i always love coming here uh, we're at road america uh, you've got today three of packers training camp taking place in green bay uh, the brewers are in the atl taking on the braves looking to try to take two out of three from the braves over the weekend and continue their winning ways when it comes to winning a series in the meantime uh, the green bay packers uh, yesterday, uh, you had, uh, you know, some people uh, speaking in the locker room. Good to hear from uh, the young guys. Uh, you got Luke Musgrave, who talked about how he is now holding up in camp so far. I've been good. A lot to learn. Yeah, it's been really good, though. But it's really fun just to go out and play football. Like, that's like the most fun part of the day. And then you come back in here and it's like still got a lock in for meetings. Um, so trying to like enjoy the fun. I'm trying to enjoy like the fun part of football. Uh, just, you know, again, he's right. Just enjoy the fun part of football. I mean, it's you're an NFLer now. It's a whole different regimen. It's a whole different work. Uh, you tend to, some of the guys always say, man, this, this is it? Because it's a lot different and it's not as rigorous as it is in college. But Musgrave talked about how good it is to have a guy like the tight end Tucker Craft also to be going through the, the kind of the rookie pains together. 
It's been good. It's been good. Obviously, we both have our own, like, we're separate players. Uh, we both have our own process, but it's been fun to have him and also the other rookies um, to kind of go through it with and, you know, the camaraderie of we're all in it together. We're all rookies, so let's get it done. Um, on the, in the meantime, by the way, when it comes to a Luke Musgrave and company, he said uh, he does feel some, you know, confident. He's learning the playbook. He's trying. Right now, you're just trying to get all the information in your head, and you're trying to be, as they call it, on schedule. Yeah, I just kind of take every day and try to attack each day. Obviously, we got some really good players around us both on both sides of the ball. Uh, Jordan's have been really good at helping me. Um, I'm sure I'm a frustration to work with at times. Uh, but he, he's just handled it, you know, first class, um, giving me balls, giving me opportunities. So um, can say enough positive things about him and the other guys that I'm working with. Uh, you've also uh, got, when it comes to Musgrave, he was asked what the biggest difference in playing, uh, you know, tight end so far is. Um, blocking is definitely different. Uh, going up against somebody like Preston Smith versus, you know, nothing against like college guys, but they're not they're not as good probably. Um, so so going up against a guy like that or those guys, it's uh, – it's different because they're they're fast, they're big, they're physical, they're on you quick. So, um, going, but it's great. I I want to go against those guys because those are the guys I'm going to go against um, come game day when uh, when that happens. So, so when when it comes to Luke Musgrave and the new tight end for the Green Bay Packers, when you talk about the motivation, I mean you you were always driven going through high school to get a scholarship and go to college, college to get into the pros. Now, what motivates him? Um, they're not saying it, but that's kind of how it goes. We're both trying to, obviously, right now they're trying to, they're they're making me better than I'm making them. Um, just because, uh, I mean, Preston, what is he, an 11 year guy? He, he's really good. So uh, I'm glad I'm going against him. Um, at times it's frustrating, but it's really good. Um, when you get motivated, when you get to the NFL, you're always looking for something else, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, some piece of information, some piece of news, something that's going to make you better, something that's going to give you insight. And I remember going back to Tremont Williams talking about how Charles Woodson helped him with studying. So you ask Musgrave, coming into this system, coming into the pros, how much has it helped that he gets some of that tutelage from the tight end Tyler Davis or even Bakhtiari for that matter? Uh, helped a lot. Um, just they're they're great guys, uh, great players. I love watching both of them. Um, you can learn a lot from from those guys that have been in the league a few years. So, so watching both of them, um, uh, TD's got some great great stuff that I like watching the uh, run game. Deguaro's obviously also great. Um, so, they're they're great to watch and maybe ask. They're they're really approachable guys. Uh, really thankful for both of them. And uh, he also reacts, I mean, because he's been one of those, he's kind of labeled a gym rat, uh, a guy that's always there, always working. That's kind of his life. You know, some guys want to get out of there. They want to go do other things. They want to go play video games with their friends or whatever, where Musgrave's the guy that he's, he's the guy that's always there. That's his life. So uh, he, you know, and Matt LaFleur noted that in one of the press conferences. He has the reaction to Matt LaFleur saying that he's a, a tight end that puts in so many hours. Yeah, especially in OTAs, um, I just kind of stay late because I got nothing else to do and, and go through uh, either what we have the next day or maybe go two days in advance. So, um, you know, get ahead. And uh, he was also asked a little bit about uh, whether it was he's back at home or back at Lambeau, if he feels back at home or, you know, as they say, under the covers, so to speak. I've hit this before. Um, I think as we get later and the playbook gets a little bit more thick, um, it might start to spin, but I'm. that's why I stay late. I just try to minimize that. Obviously, there's going to be a little bit of that, um, especially at offense where, where you're kind of 
whatever the defense does, it kind of might change you a little bit, or at least your technique. Um, but, but right now, it's, it's been all right. Um, but I'm assuming that's going to change here pretty soon. Then you've got, you know, a guy like Preston Smith. He's been there. He's done that. He understands it. He knows it. And uh, this is an offense that the Packers are trying to install, trying to get new guys, second-year guys all on, on the same page, plus a new quarterback. So things are a little bit different offensively. For Preston Smith, he talked about to the first day, uh, first two days, actually, of training camp in which the defense really kind of dominated the offense in, in camp and what's that, what that's like. Yeah, man, you know, we're just trying to, you know, do our part to help them get better, man. We know they got a lot of young guys with a lot of potential, a lot of uh, athleticism, a lot of ability. We know we just got to go out there and we got to make sure we're the best competition so when they get to the season, they're ready and they ain't going to see nobody better than us. The, um, the, the goal is always when you're, you know, defensively speaking, you're always, and they always tried to win when Aaron was there, when Rodgers was there. So he said whether it's Rodgers or Jordan Love, doesn't matter. I mean, they always want to challenge because that's the only way the offense gets better, and that's the way they figure it out, specifically when they were going against Aaron Rodgers, who would win more often than not. But he said, look, uh, they, this is what they always do. They always want to challenge. doesn't matter who the quarterback is this year. Since I got here, like, no matter who was here or who was that quarterback, we felt like we had to push him. We was going against Aaron. We felt like we had to go out there and make them better as a unit and as, you know, as a quarterback or whatever, whoever. We know we got we to gotta produce looks they may see during the season, some things that, they, that may be thrown at them throughout the season. We make sure we go out there and we throw it at them and we, we do our best um, to go out there and compete and get them good looks. When you think about it, you take Rodgers, you take – um, you know, you take Big Dog with Mercedes Lewis, you take Randall Cobb, you take Mason Crosby, you take all these guys off of this roster. Preston Smith at the age of 30, oldest dude on the roster, man. How's he feel? I mean, it feels great. It feels like, you know, me being an older guy, it's a lot of younger guys on this team, you know, and being the older guy on the defense. You know, I remember being the younger guy, and then we're like, man, there's a lot of old guys on this team. Now I'm the old guy looking like, dang, it's a lot of young guys on this team. But, you know, this year, you know, Patch knows we got a lot of talent on this team. We got a lot of ability, man. We just got to put it together, man. We just got to come together as, some, as a unit, as an offensive unit, special team, defense unit. And we have to come together as a team and, you know, and put it all together each and every game, week in and week out. Uh, fight for each other, fight for the guy next to us, and make sure that we give our best and our all for, each, uh, for our other teammates. Some of your best perspective for your offensive alignment comes from your defense and how they work, specifically a veteran like Preston Smith going up against a guy in a second year like Zach Tom. Zach Tom getting more of the nods with the ones than, than uh, Josiah DeGuara, or excuse me, than uh, Yash Nyman at this point over at that right tackle position. So Preston Smith was asked specifically, so far, what do you see out of Zach Tom that gives you the nod that he would be the starting right tackle? He's, he's getting older and he's getting a lot of experience and he's getting a lot of confidence to himself. I feel like he, I feel like he'll be a great fit um, at tackle and they can move him around. He has a lot of ability to play along the line of scrimmage. I mean, the offensive line. And I just believe, like you know, as long as he keep progressing, man, he can be somebody that can help his team out in a major way. He was also asked uh, before we uh, cut this short, but uh, Preston Smith, because Rashawn Gary, uh, we all know, went down with the ACL last season. He is not ready to come back this season. He does not give to the media any kind of a timeline, just keeps saying he wants to come back, and when he's ready, he's ready. He'll let us know. But uh, he, he, Preston Smith was asked. Uh, so when you don't answer questions, other guys answer questions in locker rooms for you. So Preston Smith was asked, how about uh, Rashawn Gary and how badly he wants to come back and start playing again? 
Man, as y'all see, man, it's, he's outside training now and, and working out in front of everybody. But now he, he's been a guy that's always been putting a lot of work behind the scenes, man. You know, he's you know me and him talk a lot, and I know he's itching to get back out there, man. And he's he's ready to get out there and play with his guys, his brothers, man, and show what he has and showcase his ability. I just know, you know, I don't have any crazy stories right now, but I just know he's he's working hard and he's doing what he can to you know hurry up and get back to us as soon as possible and make sure that he's at his best when he does return. So there you go. That's some of the sound from inside the Packers locker room from uh, yesterday and earlier today. You're going to talk some racing when we come back. Stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over at Curly's Sports Bar and Grill on uh, Pewaukee Lake out in the Pewaukee Lake Country area. And whether it's the pig porker sandwich or some of the other things that they have there or just sitting out on the deck watching the boats go by, maybe some of the sporting events on the big screen TVs or just some of the things that they do for charity over at uh, Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill right there on Lakeview Boulevard in Pewaukee. Stop in. Tell them we said hi. We are broadcasting live at Road America. We were at uh, Lambeau Field yesterday, Franklin Field on Wednesday, here today, then Sturgis, South Dakota. We leave for next week. We are all over the place, but today it's uh, a lot of racing. So we're going to get into that discussion when we come back. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program, The Bill Michael Show. We are live. We are here at Road America. Good to have you on board today. As always, the storms are pretty much cleared, and uh, we've got racing today. Uh, a few pop-ups maybe in the area later on this afternoon. But for the most part, good. Good tomorrow, too, for the Xfinity race. It gets underway about 2 o'clock. So uh, a lot happening here. We'll get back into the stuff from Green Bay. We'll also hear from Barry Alvarez and Brett Bielema regarding Jim Leonard. Coming up here in just a little bit, Mike Clemens going to fill in the rest of the show in the last hour with a lot of stuff from up in Green Bay and from camp. Brewers off to the ATL for training camp as well. So a lot, uh, a lot going on uh, as we continue on today. And uh, joining us here inside uh, Victory Lane, Parker Retzlaff is here. How you doing? I'm doing good. So you, you're one of the drivers here, and we were sitting here talking a little bit. You're from Wisconsin, so for people in Ryan Atlanta that are listening to the program, yay, you know, that type of thing. But I can't believe, for all the guys that race in Wisconsin, I always say, where did you get your start? And one of them will say, well, we either race go-karts here or I got to change. You've never been here. you never raced here before. No, I've been here one time for the IndyCar race in 2019, so that's yeah. the only time I've ever been here, and I had a blast uh, doing that, but... I've never been really into the big road course stuff, so it's my first time ever racing here, but I think it's going to be a blast. So everybody's got a story. Uh, so what is your story? How would you get involved in racing? So I actually grew up going to the off-road races in Crandon, mm-hmm. and uh, then that was kind of too expensive to do at the time. So I started racing sprint cars at uh, at Eagle River in northern Wisconsin, so that's how I started. And then it was just went into Bandoleros, and I traveled around the whole U.S. doing Bandolero racing. and. And all that, and then I got more into like the late models and trucks and that type of stuff, uh, doing local racing. Now, did you have like a dad or a grandfather, somebody that was racing? That's how you got into it, or you just started doing it? No, my dad uh, went to the races all the time, but I was the first one in the family that actually raced myself. How'd you get a ride? Uh, my parents uh, got me my first sprint car when I was seven years really? old as like a thing to do, like together as a family. So that's yeah. how it all started. At, at what age? Seven. Holy crap. At 70, so I can imagine it's not a big one, right? You're not no. you're running a small version like a 
power power mobile or something, right? Yeah, it was like a it was like a thirty horsepower sprint car at the time. Okay, so the ages was you could be five to twelve years old to race it. So. Wow. So you just have been kind of doing it. Uh, it was a weekend thing, and now it's a full-time thing. So when uh, you get to a road course, instead of sprint cars and ovals, the road course presents different challenges. Uh, talk about that, because you just went to your first road course, and it was different. Yeah, my first road course, actually, at the beginning of the year was Coda in March. So it's been a big learning curve, just, you know, the braking stuff. The weakest thing we've experienced is just, you know, getting hard on the brakes and not locking the tires up is... You know all the speed basically in a road course so that's been the biggest challenge i've been trying to do everything i can to learn every every week and every different road course we go to so i think this week will be another good learning learning challenge but also a uh, another step forward so uh, do you have a favorite course uh for a road course i'm not sure at this moment yet i like sonoma but also like an oval i think still a short truck of martinsville or or still dover's on the top of my list right so, like Dover and such. So, uh, when you get a chance to run this, because this thing's repaved, it's brand new, track records are falling. Um, with, with not having any nuances, bumps, things that let you know, hey, things are coming up, grooves in the road. How is that on a brand new, freshly paved surface? I think it's going to be easier for me because it's going to all be repaved. And I wasn't here last year to experience how the actual race was and all the braking zones and all that. So, everything's going to be fresh to me. So, basically, yeah. this will be like, you know my the road america i always felt you know right. from the start of it so i don't think it'll be that bad for me but i think you know it'll be a little bit of a change for the people who've been here the last couple of years and got used to the old track and probably put us all back into the you know the normal all being on the same page talking with parker retzland from wisconsin driver here at uh, road america coming up this weekend to, taking me back to your sprint car days because everybody loves the roots you know i mean you start in a particular thing you get really good at it and then you expand and you have dreams to to move on to bigger and bigger circuits but uh everybody likes to get back and do that do you, now that you've had a chance to get out and explore and do other things do you still get a chance to go back and run the sprint cars every now and then no, I don't. I don't make it home very often. Okay. I just kind of been focused on this for the first year, and then hopefully in the next couple of years I'll start to you know expand out and do different things. So right. right now I'm just trying to get good at the NASCAR stuff and keep continuing to get better at that, and then maybe in the next couple of years I'll you know do something else during the week or stuff like that. How um, the big thing when it comes to racing and you're trying to do this on your own, and you're trying to start out. It's it's money. So how did mom and dad go from getting you a sprint car when you were seven to all of a sudden? the ability to afford, afford a team, a car, and to continue to move up. How tough was that to figure out your sponsorships and such? Yeah, so actually my dad was just a, uh, he did drain cleaning business, so that's how he afforded okay. to get the sprint car at first. <laughs> and then he did the Bandolero stuff. And then when I finally moved up like the truck series and it started to get more expensive like that, I had a lot of help from Ponzi, the logging equipment company, and, it's just been continued help from them until last year when I found Funkaway, the, the odor eliminator, and they've just been a huge help for me last year. <laughs> right. And then this year they were on board all year. So it's been just a big blessing to have them aboard. That's awesome. Well, great. Best of luck to you. And thanks for stopping by and hanging out with us for a few minutes. And now you got a bunch of family and friends. And everybody going to be here this weekend? Yeah, there's going to be a lot of people here in the stands and, you know, around that I think. Rhinelander's clearing out with the yeah. last one out of Rhinelander. Please turn off the lights. <laughs> I think so. I think there's going to be a lot of people because, you know, it's kind of like my home race. Right. The closest race to me. So 
there's going to be a lot of people from up there that are coming down just to see it that have never got to experience it. So hopefully you're going to put on a great show for them. Yeah. Now, uh, Josh Balicki is from here as well. Do you guys share stories at all being uh, Wisconsinites? I haven't talked to Josh that much. I talk to Sam Mayer sometimes from time to time because okay. we grew up racing a little bit together. So I talk to Sam more from Wisconsin, but, you know, everyone's going to have all their family and friends right. here. Yeah, because I think we're going to actually have Josh on a little bit later on today. He wants to come by and and chat a little bit but yeah it's uh it's amazing all the wisconsinites and the good tracks that are in the state because this is a race people forget the, how great racing was in the state of wisconsin for a long long time so it's uh, it's got its heritage and its roots no doubt about it well best of luck to you man i appreciate you stopping by thank you for having me absolutely there you go parker retzlaff joining us for a couple of minutes and uh talking about the weekend so you can come out and see him and everybody else Ron, you got the xfinity series getting underway on saturday two o'clock plenty of tickets for all the races still available go to roadamerica.com that is roadamerica.com stay tuned we got a lot more of the bill michael show live at road america coming up right after this Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show we continue on hopefully you're in uh enjoying your afternoon we are here live at road america and uh, where we have had uh, uh a little bit of weather last night today though beautiful skies have really opened up sun shining fans are walking around uh so good day getting ready for tomorrow's uh, nascar xfinity series race but as I had mentioned earlier, you had uh, the Porsche series, which is here, Trans Am and all that stuff, IMSA. You've got uh, a bunch of different races coming up this weekend, next weekend. So there's always something going on here at the track at Road America. The uh, Brewers are down in Atlanta, taking on the Braves later on this evening. Meanwhile, Cincinnati, who is chasing the Brewers, they are out in L.A., uh, both teams trying to uh, look and bolster themselves here as the trade deadline begins to approach about four and a half days so to speak, because uh, the Brewers are looking for bats. The Reds are looking for arms and trying to get better. So uh, we got to keep our uh, finger on the pulse there. In the meantime, in Green Bay, you heard from Preston Smith. You heard from Luke Musgrave as to how their camps are going thus far and getting more and more from inside the locker room with our guy Mike Clements, who is going to join us, by the way, coming up in the last half hour of the program today, just about a little less than two hours from now. As a matter of fact, we'll talk with Mike and get his sense as to what today's practice holds. No big news coming out of today's practice right now, as a matter of fact. So nothing there that's, uh, you know, too major, so to speak. Um, the uh, Right now, uh, the big thing is, as they've talked, uh, you know, in Green Bay, is chemistry. Uh, it's all chemistry all the time. They're, they continue to talk about the chemistry of the Green Bay Packers, trying to get the chemistry offensively uh, on par, which is why, and Chris uh, brings up, he said, uh, Matt LaFleur keeps using the word chemistry. Uh, did the, the some of the guys not go out and spend some time with Jordan Love? Has that not, not helped? It, it always helps. That's why I said you, you can't go wrong. It's not like it, it's if you go out there, something's wrong. It helps. It grows it. Uh, but then you got to put it into the confines of now you take the chemistry that you built out there and you put it into the confines of the team structure here and you put it into the confines of the offense here. 
and what the coach's expectations are and such. And so, yeah, absolutely, chemistry becomes part of this. No doubt about it. A um, couple of good catches at training camp today. I know I saw, you know, some of the, uh, some of the, the pictures that are coming out uh, from Green Bay, and I, I don't know who it was. So I think it was Jair Alexander went way up and got a ball. I mean, he's got a big vertical leap to begin with. But he went way up and got a ball, had a, a deflection uh, yesterday that ended up at a, as a pick for Devondre Campbell. Very quietly, the defense, some of the defenders are having a pretty good camp so far. Some of that is being trained. Now, this is what I, you can also look at. And, and this was another question that was posed to me. And Tizzy brought this up. Uh, he sent me an email and said, uh, can we be looking at it as the defense is playing better than the offense because the defense is better this year? Could Joe Barry be doing something different? We don't look at it that way. We look at it as we see mistakes, uh, we see something happening, happen negative to the offense, and immediately it's the rookies, it's Jordan Love, it's not living up to the same standard that we're used to. You could look at it uh, that, no, that's kind of a glasses-half-full approach that, well, maybe the defense is just playing better football. Maybe the defense, you know, being uh, a lot of guys being either uh, second year or veterans to this program, because there really aren't any rookies as far as starting positions go. Jair Alexander came back this year again and talked about wanting to be one of the best corners in the league and be the respected guy, and you can go on and on and on. So maybe, just maybe, the offense, while it's playing okay, maybe the defense is just playing that much better. Who knows? Glass is half full. So I like it. I like the way you're thinking. I certainly hope that that, uh, you know, moves forward into the regular season. But uh, I think right now there's a certain level of expectation coming out of the offense that uh, that's where the scrutiny comes from. That's where the the small level of criticism has begun. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. The Green Bay Packers, by the way, this was interesting. There was um, a listing. Uh, Warren Sharp, uh, and uh, he, uh, you know, writes uh, for NFL Analytics, SharpFootballAnalysis.com, and others. He came out with an article that talked about the best secondaries in the game, and I, I just, I, I only went with the, the the headline just to kind of check it out. So I wanted to see where the best secondaries in the game are. Number one is the Jets. That's understandable. Number two is the Cowboys. Number three is the Bills. Number four is the Broncos. Number five is the Saints. So I thought, wait a minute. And I think the secondary, if you get Stokes back, you know, granted you don't have Adrian Amos anymore back there. Darnell Savage coming out of the doghouse from last year and trying to kind of reestablish himself this year. Yeah, there's some question marks there. But where do the Green Bay Packers talent-wise rank? The Packers are 19th. I thought they would rank higher with Jair Alexander and what he's been, you know, projected to do over the last couple of years. I thought they would rank higher. But the Packers rank 19th in the National Football League as far as their secondaries go. 19th. The Chiefs, though, by comparison, Chiefs are number 15. Cincinnati, the Bengals, number 20. So Seahawks, number seven. Panthers, number eight. Panthers are a good team, young team. Bryce Young, we'll see what he ends up doing with that team. Chargers are 10th. Dolphins are 11th. Um, so, in Dolph Dolphins, don't forget, pick up Jalen Ramsey to bolster that secondary. So, on one hand, and, and here's the other kicker to all of this, the Lions, their secondary, which has been really the Achilles heel for that team, 
uh, don't even rank in the in the in the top eight. Don't even rank in the top eight. They are in the bottom eight, as a matter of fact, coming in at number twenty-seven. Number twenty-seven. So, the Lions are a team that's expected to win the division by many accounts. But their secondary still, at least on paper, at least via analytics to this point, ranks that much lower than, say, one of the position groups of the Green Bay Packers. So uh, I just, for comparison, you know, it's more discussion, it's more knowledge, it's more S's and giggles at this point than anything because you got to go prove it on the field. But just looking at it overall, um, the, which I think the Packers secondary could be actually pretty strong. I still think they could be pretty strong by the time it's all said and done. When you look at where they're at, and you take a guy like Rudy Ford, who had a little bit of experience last year, looked okay at times. Darnell Savage, who was in the doghouse, then came out of it. They picked up Tavarius Moore and Jonathan Owens, and uh, they still have Ennis Gaines. They have Keyshawn Nixon, Shamar Jean Charles. Jair Alexander is your corner. Rasul Douglas is your other corner, who has pretty much earned himself opportunities here in Green Bay. And then, like I mentioned, Keyshawn, Keyshawn Nixon, who is really kind of your nickel cover at this point. And what they end up doing, who they end up mixing in, do they pick up, you know, they picked up Anthony Johnson Jr. in the draft. They picked up Carrington Valentine in the draft. Do they find, as far as your safeties go, do they find additional help at corner or in that secondary? Because they like to mix and match a lot of these guys. Do they find additional help, say, after some of the cuts are made? Could that possibly happen? So we'll see. But uh, that's going to be one of those on one hand, there are some question marks there. On the other hand, they also have some experience there. It's just whether or not that experience all begins to kind of cream rising to the top and making things better for the Packers. So just interesting stuff. Just just interesting stuff. Uh, Mike writes, uh, hey, Bill, uh, good stuff from Clemens and you yesterday uh, and the discussion regarding the Packers in training camp. Do you feel that all the pressure on Jordan Love is causing him to play tight right now? Maybe the first training camp, maybe the first day, you know, you're excited, you're a little overamped, you know, you're trying to do everything perfectly. Maybe yesterday you're trying to kind of correct some of the things maybe that you, you know, had mistakes on on Monday. I, I just, I think uh, the, the criticism overall this early in camp is if, if, if you get to the game against Cincinnati, say he plays half a game against Cincinnati, and now you've got tape. Okay, now you've got some additional tape to look at with the young guys that are around you. Now you now you continue to see corrections. And if the play continues to be consistently inconsistent, yes, then the criticism is warranted. But right now, you know, they're not even in pads yet. They don't even go padded practice till Monday. So right now, eh, I'm not I'm not I'm not sweating it. To answer your question, no. I, I think uh, the criticism that, that is floating around out there right now is probably a little bit much. You know, eh, we'll get past it. Nothing to see here right now. Just enjoy it. That might be the best way to put it. Just enjoy it. Just sit back, relax. Just enjoy the fact that the Packers are in training camp. you got football on the horizon. you got the Brewers in the thick of things. You've got racing here in the state of Wisconsin. It's summertime. you got Badger football on the horizon. Luke Fickle, I tell you what, there. when I was sitting here talking with, uh, with um, Parker Retzlaff and his team just a little while ago, they were all talking about, you know, uh, a couple of them are from Wisconsin. And they're all talking about, you know, this much, much in, they're Badger fans. This much anticipation for a Badger football season probably since Barry Alvarez. 
They're they're excited about that. So there's there's so much to be enthusiastic about. I'm not worried if if Jordan Love isn't perfect in his first two training camp sessions. You know what I mean? I think to to answer your question, yeah, it's probably a little overreaction. That's eh, just just me, but that's probably a little overreaction. Uh, we got a lot more coming up. As a matter of fact, uh, we're going to talk with Kaz Garla and uh, also Sage Karam coming up here at the bottom of the next hour. Both drivers. Both here on site. We're going to get their assumption and assessment of Road America and how they're doing. We'll get their stories. Also, we got Josh Balicki from Wisconsin coming up about an hour from now. And uh, Darnell Hemrick as well about an hour and 15 minutes from now. And then Mike Clemens joins us to close it out. So we got a lot left on the docket today. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Steel Tank Brewing. Dave and the gang. First of all, Dave's a veteran. So kudos to Dave. But Dave came to us and said, we would love to be the destination for the motorcycle ride. Give us a shot. Well, they got the space. Mike, who is uh, a partner with them over there, Mike is all into music and entertainment. So we're like, okay, that's built-in knowledge when it comes to hosting the bands. And they've got great food. They brew their own beverages. And they've got a big space. So we said, you know what? Steel Tank Brewing, you are going to be the destination for the motorcycle ride this year, benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin. They're right off of 67 in Oconomowoc, right on Roebrook Lane, right behind the Exonia Bank. they got a big new music venue that they're building right now. And that's uh, getting wrapped up on here by probably September. So a lot of good things going on at Steel Tank Brewing. Love those guys. There you go. Say, uh, stop in. Good food, like I mentioned. Boy, that Italian grinder sandwich is just absolutely awesome. Good stuff. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. We are live. We're at Road America. More of the Bill Michael Show coming back next. Next.